Remember we are talking about the last days. What is God saying? What is God saying about the last days? I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. On the other hand, we know that the Bible says in the last days there will be what? Perilous times. People are going to be lovers of themselves. We've read that again. Now today, you must continue praying. Matthew 24, that's what we're reading today. The Bible says as they were passing the temple and they looked at the beauty of the temple and then they talked to Jesus about this temple and Jesus says when you look at this temple it may seem permanent in your eyes. Just like every other thing that you think is permanent. But the time is coming when this temple will be destroyed and no nothing of the building blocks that the bricks will be found one upon the other. And so they ask him, how will these things happen? When is Jerusalem going to be destroyed? That's the first question they ask him. The second question they say, what will be the signs of your coming? They are asking Jesus a question that we as a modern church have since kicked out. When are you coming back? And when you look at the fact that the church now has no song about the second coming of Jesus tells you that the church does not think about Jesus coming back again. But if you think about Let's say from the 80s. Everywhere you went. You remember again. Soon and And look at the young people. They look at me like. Because in those days, people were captured about the coming of the king. People were aware that Jesus is coming back. You still remember? Is Jesus still coming back? You know the people believed and lived holy lives then. Was because the message of the second coming of Jesus. Says when he comes, he comes for a spotless church. A blameless church. Anyone who looks for the coming of the Lord. 
purifies himself for the immorality of the flesh. And so people believed and they knew that as a Christian that is expecting Jesus to come back. I must live such that when he arrives I won't be ashamed before him. But since the modern Christian does not look forward to the coming of the Lord, but rather for the pleasure of the last days they give themselves over to the last of the world and not to the holiness of anticipating the coming back of Jesus. The question is, what are you and I committed to in the last days? To enjoy as much of the world as we can or to prepare to stand before the king shamelessly knowing we lived for him. So now we're reading Jesus answers them. From verse 4 he says, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will deceive me. He says, Many will come claiming to be Christ and will deceive many. Which means of the many that come, if you are not deceived by one of them, you still have to be able to withstand the other many false Christ. So if there is a false Christ in Cosmo City Church, he's just one of the many that are coming. If you escape the one in Cosmo, wherever you go, you might meet another. Because many will come and many will be deceived. Says now you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom they will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of then you will be handed over to be persecuted. And you will be put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith. Now the Bible says, why is the 
the road that Ipa, leads to destruction. Many are they that are found on it. Ne? So which means those on that road are deceived going to hell. Narrow is the gate and the path that leads to life. But it says in the last days as we become more wicked and others become more righteous. Listen to the challenges. It says from the pulpit many will come that will deceive others. And many of these ones sitting will be deceived. If they are not deceived, many will turn away from the faith. It's a big challenge. I don't know if you understand. Because the question is will you survive? Because if you depend on the pastor to tell you the truth, if he's lying and you don't have the revealed word of the Bible, then you are a good candidate to be deceived. If you don't have the faith that we spoke about last week, that just shall live by faith. If you don't have the faith that can face up to trials and tribulations. Your love will turn cold and you will reject the faith. Will you survive the last days? Verse 11, and many prophets will come as prophets and appear and deceive many people. Many what? Prophet. Have you ever gone to a crusade? When we pitch up tents and preach, have you realized who fills the tent? It's not sinners, it's Christians. Why? What are they looking for? I need to be prophesied. This Bible says in Mark chapter 16, and these signs shall follow and them that believe. They shall lay hands upon the sick. But the ones that are running after the signs are the Christians whom signs should follow. And the Bible says the Antichrist will do many signs and wonders. And because they don't have this they will hear a prophecy and they will follow. Why? We'll come back to the word. And he says, because of the increase of wickedness, 
Remember wickedness. The last of the eyes. The last of the flesh. And the pride of life. Perilous times. Where people have a form of godliness. They are church goers, but they criticize the very same church. They criticize the very same Jesus that they say they received. They criticize his spirit. The Bible says, as such wickedness increases, the love of most will grow cold. They were passionate. They used to stand here. But today, their testimony is Don't tell me about that. Bible. Talk to me. Let us reason together. The love of many will what? And Jesus comes and says, How I wish you were not as lukewarm. I will spit you out of my mouth. Verse 13 says, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. This is where my preaching for the next 15-20 minutes should be. And this gospel of the kingdom and this gospel of the kingdom will be in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and the end will come. You heard what happens before. The Bible says now this gospel of the kingdom will be preached and the end will come. Pentecost is the beginning of the last days where God says, I will pour my spirit. But now the Bible says when the Holy Spirit has come, we are living in the last days. The Holy Spirit signifies the last days. But what tell us that the end is coming? The Bible says it will be the preaching of this gospel. This gospel. Now, when we read those words, we must understand Jesus is saying the gospel that will bring me back is the gospel of the kingdom. What does that mean? It means there are other gospels. In the book of Galatians chapter 3, 
Paul says to the Galatians. Oh foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Because I preached the Christ before you. And he was depicted to you as crucified. But now you have another gospel. And then he says, which is not the gospel. He says, if any man comes to you or an angel and preaches the gospel other than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Because the coming of Jesus Christ will not come by false gospel, but by the gospel of the kingdom of God. But what is the gospel that is false? In Mark chapter 7, they start asking Jesus about why don't your disciples wash their hands when they eat? Why are they not following their traditions? And Jesus says to them, you have put aside, I want you to hear how, how Jesus puts these words. In Mark chapter 7, let's start from verse 8. He says, you have let go of the commands of God and are holding to the traditions of men. You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. You have set aside the commands of God to do your traditions. And you have a fine way. A way that's not easy to find out that you have changed the gospel. Verse 13. Thus, you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and you do many things like that. So what is the false gospel that Jesus is talking about? He says it has a religiosity in it. Say that again. Religiosity. Oh, you go to church and you set rules to put people in bondage. You take away what God says and you run them with your own convictions. So which means whatever benefits the church or the preacher is what he preaches. Are you still following? Let's go to Acts chapter 20. Chapter 20. I don't want to rush. Otherwise, my interpreter will fall down. But I'm tempted to. Acts chapter 20. 
Verse 20 of chapter 20. Verse 20. Where's the end of 20? You know that I have not hesitated to preach you to preach to you anything that would be helpful to you. Niyazi ukuthi azange ngingabaze ukushumayela lokho okuzonisiza. But I have taught you publicly and from house to house. Kodwa nginifundise phakathi komphakathi kanye ngiyena sendlini zenu. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance. And have faith in our Lord Jesus. Now listen to verse 26. Therefore I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. So Paul says that the gospel that will be preached to the end of the times is the whole will of God where everything that God says is preached. Not the preferred things. We are not going to preach money at the expense of holiness. We will not preach healing at the expense of repentance. But we will preach everything that will make us innocent of your blood when you stand before God. You will not say to God, I did not know. So he says the gospel, one, it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. If any man does not believe in Jesus, he is doomed to destruction. The gospel centers around submission to Jesus. The gospel of the kingdom according to the book of Luke chapter 4 the Bible says from verse 4 it is an emancipative gospel. Jesus says it is the gospel that comes by the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit has come, the gospel sets the captives free. So if the gospel has bound you, it is not the gospel of the kingdom. You know how many people are sitting here and I'm preaching as I'm preaching and they were bound by the gospel here. Whatever they have heard, they are hurt but the gospel of the kingdom the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 is the gospel of peace is the gospel of joy is the gospel of restoration not condemnation is the gospel of humility not pride is the gospel of unity not division Question, let us just open there. Because I'm trying to summarize. How many people here 
were heard in a church by the gospel that was preached in life. If you are in poverty, you are not serving the true God. You must read the Bible. Whilst God sets us free from poverty, poverty is a continuous struggle for us. Inasmuch as we are delivered from sin, sin continues to be a struggle. Who does not sin here? Congratulations, you are all truthful. But we were set free from the dominion of sin. We excommunicate you. The church is happy to excommunicate, not restore. When a person has fallen, they are happy to trample them until the devil has The rich are esteemed over the poor. The church positions are filled by the educated and the rich. Money is not given out of the love of God. But from human persuasion and manipulation. And people move from church to church. I am hurt. Question. Did Jesus hurt you? Who has ever been hurt by Jesus? But you know how many times you've left the church. So clearly what hurt you was not Jesus and his gospel. The Bible says they have taken away the word of God and replaced it with the roots of men. How's that? How many people were hurt by other people? You've never been hurt by people. Okay, now we, we have gone from the truth. You've jumped the line to the other side. Who has never been hurt by other people? I'm confused. My first question was... Who has been hurt? Few hands went up. Now I'm changing the question. Who has never been hurt? No hands. Who hurt us, Bazalan? Was it Jesus? Was it the gospel of the kingdom? 
Listen to the gospel of the kingdom. And this is how God demonstrated his love. That whilst we were sinners, Christ came and died for us. Whilst we were, when we were helpless and powerless, God sent his son. This is the gospel. If we are unfaithful, he, he remains faithful. Because he says, I will never leave you, no. So which part are we getting wrong? Because if the Bible says, in the world you will receive troubles, but be of courage, I have overcome the world. Peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. So in the gospel, gospel, if you and I are living by the true gospel, we don't just seek our own peace, we seek the peace of others. The joy of others. The Bible says in Philippians 2.4 that we must not do things out of selfish ambition. That we should consider consider others better than ourselves. But because you and I have not received the true gospel of God, we find it hard to walk in forgiveness. It is easy for us to say the elbow is the furthest point of life. Never. Because I have not received the gospel of forgiveness. In Jesus, we have received redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. That being forgiven, we can learn to forgive. But we have received another gospel that says when a person hurts you, you must repay evil by evil. And that's what we preach. What do we preach? We say it is us and them. They were part of us, but they are not anymore. Let them be cursed. Your own brothers and sisters become your enemies. But the Bible says, even if they were your enemies, love your enemies and do them good. How much more now if they are your brothers and sisters? Love your neighbors, you love yourself. The modern gospel says, if they do you illegally bad, sue them. But the Bible says, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I am surprised that there are lawsuits amongst you. You sue one another before sinners. It is a shame. That you have received the lie of the world. Why not be wronged? Rather than wrong others. Eh? And we come. 
And we pray before Holy God. Forgive us our sins. As we forgive them that trespass against us. And the Bible says Jesus tells them. For if you do not forgive others. Your father in heaven. Will not forgive you. The gospel of forgiveness. Has been kicked out. The gospel of peace. Has been kicked out. The gospel of God says, be holy because I'm holy. But the gospel that we preach today is that when you understand I am not perfect. And we have received the false gospel or we choose to live by the false gospel. And the Bible says, those that shall last are those who will stand on the true gospel. Those when they are hit by rocks, they stand up and say, behold, I see heaven open and I see the Son of God and they can pray for their persecutors. Father, do not count this sin against them. Father, forgive my husband. Father, forgive my wife. Father, forgive my parents. Father, forgive my, my siblings. For they know not what they are doing. Count not this thing against them. Forgive my boss. Father, forgive me. For I'm a man of unclean lips. And I live amongst people of unclean lips. I'm a person of revenge. But the gospel says, vengeance is the Lord. The Lord will repay. Do not take over the battle into your hands. The battle is the Lord's. Look at where you and I are today. Look Look at the things you are holding in your heart. Look at the grudge. Look at the unhappiness. Look at the anger. Ask yourself, which gospel produced the state of your heart? Which gospel has produced the state of your heart as you sit there. Does that anger come from the love of God? Does that fear and doubt come from the faith in Jesus? I doubt. All I can tell you is that at one point you and I became hearers of the word and were filled with the facts about the word of God. But we never embraced this gospel of the kingdom. When life is not about me, but about the glory of Jesus. God have mercy on us. I ask myself, how did the early church survive without counseling? 
And I answer myself. Because they accepted the true gospel. When Jesus said, if your brother sins against you, don't gossip. Don't hold a grudge. For true gospel love holds no record of wrongs. Go and speak to them. When they were heard, they did exactly what the gospel said. When they were persecuted, they blessed those that persecuted them. And they never held things. Therefore, they never needed counseling for things that that the gospel says deal with them according to the will of God. Until we do what Jesus says, we will never be free from the false gospels. God have mercy. Let's stand up in Jesus' name. Hey, Sometimes you go to church, you wish for a good message. Ne? God bless you going in and going out. Friends, if you read those verses, they say, if you are willing and obedient. I, I don't have to bless you when God has already blessed you. You know that. The issue is not what I say over your life. The issue is this. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the fruit of the land. The devil cannot stop your blessing when you walk faithfully in the gospel of the kingdom. Impossible. Job was a righteous man. The devil tried to distract him and bring a sense of a curse. But he says, in my righteousness I will die. I will not deny my redeemer. Though he slays me, my redeemer lives. And the Bible says, in the, the latter days of Job's life, were more blessed than before. Why? Because he kept the integrity of what God told him. I'm sure you want to pray at this point. And not pray for me. Pray for yourself. Ask this question. Is how I feel now produced by the gospel of Jesus? If not, let go of the results of the false gospel in Speak the true gospel. That sets you free from anger, from bitterness, from dependency, from all these things. But makes you look on Jesus. And the finish of your faith.